Welcome to a special Northside Festival edition of Cigar City Radio. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda, and making the magic happen, Mr. Jason Solanez. Hey, Randy, I came up with another thing. Oh, no. What did you come up with now? It's called a hyper whistle. <laughs> we have what? A hype, hyper what? A hyper whistle. Okay. It's, and it's, what is it? It's when you pour. Oh, man. That, that would seriously burn, dude. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't I'm do never going to do that. Oh, okay. Someone out there will appreciate that. Really? It's going to sound like beep. Yeah. For more episodes, head to CigarCityRadio.com. Or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. Just search for Cigar City Radio. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And on all those networks, our username is Cigar City Radio. We want to extend a big thank you to everybody that came out to Noche Buena Northside, our official Northside Festival showcase, which took place this past Thursday in Brooklyn, New York. Big thank you to Northside Festival for having us, letting us be a part of this year's fest. Big thank you to all the bands that performed, Salt Cathedral, Dirty Dishes, Fruit and Flowers, Yucky Duster, and this week's guest, Parrot Dream. And big thanks, of course, again to everybody that came and partied with us. It was an awesome night. All the bands kicked ass. It was just a really, uh, really great night. Everyone was happy. We were happy. The fans were happy. That's, that's what we're all about, man. We'll be announcing the next Noche Buena party very soon, so keep an eye on CigarCityManagement.com for all the info about that. And speaking of Cigar City Management, our guests on this episode were our very first clients at Cigar City Management, Parrot Dream. And they should sound very familiar to you if you've listened to this podcast at all, because they actually performed the theme song for our podcast, Queen of Hearts which was a track from their EP, Set Sail Someday. Also, Gonzalo from Parrot Dream actually designed the Cigar City Radio logo. So if you love that blue stereo, that was all Gonzalo. So check out Parrot Dream online. Stream their stuff on Spotify and Tidal. Shout out to Tidal, by the way. We hung out with the Tidal team while we were at Northside Festival. And they actually interviewed Parrot Dream and Fruit and Flowers. Basically hosted us for the day. I think we spent like... I don't know, most of the day hanging out at the Tidal Lounge. Uh, they, they had some great food and drinks, and it was just a really good time. So shout out to them. Shout out to any of you that are using Tidal. So listen to Parrot Dream on there. Listen to Parrot Dream wherever you listen to music. For more info and tour dates, head to parrotdreamband.com. So here it is. Live from New York, it's Cigar City Radio. sitting here in Ridgewood, Queens, hanging out with Gonzalo and Kiki from Parrot Dream. Hey. Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I actually, I, I remember it very clearly, the, the, the email I got from you guys, the initial email. You were our very mm-hmm. first clients. 
It's true. We have that privilege. Yeah. And yeah, honor. you were. Because we were working on, we were still doing management, but like in a different kind of capacity. And it wasn't Cigar City management yet, you know. And then I got an email from you guys and it was uh, basically you said like, hey, like we're, you know, you, you the, the EP had just come out, set sail someday. Mm-hmm. And you sent that. And then um, you said that you were leaving Chile. I don't think you had moved yet. And that... I, well, I, yeah, I think the initial... Or we had mo- just moved, or you, maybe? Actually, it was, yeah. Because you like didn't move till the beginning of the year. No, it was like two months after we moved here or something mm. like that. Okay, yeah. We moved here like in August, and that was like in... October. October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. October or something like that. Yeah, but I remember that was basically the, the gist, was you were like, we just moved here from Chile, and we want to navigate the New York scene somehow, <laughs> you know? Like, we need help getting our name out here in the city. And uh, it just seemed like a perfect opportunity to work with somebody really cool and interesting. I remember, I, you know, like sending the I sent the SoundCloud around to people so they could listen to your stuff. And everybody was like, this this music is incredible. Like, this stuff is amazing. I knew that. And I was like, all right, we got to we got to work with this band for sure. And then I think I think we, we pretty much jumped like right into it. I remember booking a bunch of yeah, stuff. actually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I remember you guys booking a lot. We wasn't like, the process to like like we was planning like this tour in the winter yeah with our friend pancho and diego yeah from they, chile mm-hmm. yeah from chile. yeah you did a run of shows in like, yeah we did a, like six shows in february that yeah. was like terrible weather yeah <laughs> yeah oh man that i remember was insane. i remember your first show in the city if i recall was just the two of you too it wasn't even like a full band thing Remember it was yeah, like, yeah. what venue was that? I don't even know if that venue it was still uh, around. like an Alphabet. City. It was an Alphabet City, but I don't it know. Was, if it was um, the Alphabet Lounge. Yeah, I, I don't know if that venue. Yeah, still that around. was like the weird. I think there is, yeah. but it was. It's literally like a hallway. And yeah, there, yeah. There was the bartender and then two of our friends in oh. there. That was it. Hey, <laughs> first show in New York City, hey. though, right? Yeah. You know, like, let's yeah, actually, yeah, break it was in. Memorable. Yeah. It was definitely memorable. Mm-hmm. We didn't even see the band until the first North Side that we went to, where you guys had that slot at Pete's Candy Store, and that was another like really intimate venue. But I, that place like filled up for you guys, which was pretty cool. And that was when we first saw you. That was the first Paratrim performance. That's true. That we saw. Yeah. Now that's two years ago. I know. Mm. And the band's changed significantly yes, <laughs> like it's for sure in sound yeah, we have and, been and, through yeah. like many changes yeah like many members and yeah but now you have matt playing bass matthew scalar and it yes, seems like I'm, he's going to be around for a little while yeah matt is great we love him yeah sure. he's he's super cool and he's super like you know i love when all the members of the band like promote shows and and post about them and share what's going mm-hmm. on and matt's like yeah, he's, he's on it. He's on he's it. Really he's in a bunch invested. of bands too, and mm-hmm. every band like is really cool. And he plays out a lot. I don't know how he does that. Yeah, we um, Gonzalo says um, when we want to know what band to go see one night that we have to look at um, all my madness instead of all my rockness. <laughs> that's oh my text that. Yeah, exactly yeah. what's what's happening. Yeah, he even like he knows everything. Yeah, he even left a comment on my status night. today. It was saying like if you if you're going out in Brooklyn tonight, let me know. I'll, you know, <laughs> like, I definitely will. Like, yeah, I want your recommendation for sure. But yeah, but for sure, like like the. Like the process, like the last two years or the last year have been interesting. Like the last year, like working in the new album, like with uh, Goose, mm-hmm. uh, he went back to Chile and with Matt, that they both like were like very, 
like a involved big, in. involved and like in the process of like writing the new songs and like recording the new songs yeah and you've really taken your time with that uh, like, I, yes. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah a year and <laughs> like and a half now yeah working on new stuff yeah working on it and and writing and recording and yeah it like, takes a lot longer than we start to record think. like in january 2nd yeah wow and it's, it's still yet to be released but it's, Correct. it's yeah. getting close it's yes yeah, yeah, it's, it's getting there but it's that's being mixed that's one of the things that i appreciate about you guys though is that you have your you can tell that your sound is very carefully put together it's not like you know you i, I can tell you spent time on every individual note or element of the sound it's not hastily put together mm. you know so i appreciate that you take your time putting your music out you know and that, and that works for some bands it doesn't work for other bands but i think it works for you yeah and this case i think it was more like an exploration also because we was happy so we it was okay what we did like with the last ep and like uh, the first ep but now it's more like and it was like an exploration of of the sound and like think more like in the music itself mm. um like the arrangement and like like think a little bit more in what what we want to do i think yeah. so. that's why it took more time i think so yeah cuz the i mean the um mm. creation and production of the ep was like really fast it all happened over the course of maybe four months four months everything. wow from like, i didn't know that beginning to end yeah um it was super speedy so as gonzalo was saying this has been really interesting because we've been able to experiment more and also like the jungle single mm -hmm. like those two songs that we released that was like the end of like the fur period of Paro dream a little bit yeah, because that that wasn't something that you still did with uh, with Diego yeah. and Pancho, right? Yeah, those yeah. those songs were from from Chile, but like after that, it was like okay, like a total change of like mine and also like other influence, yeah, like well, living here and like amazing like like seeing amazing music and like listening and discovering like new bands and everything, new sounds. Yeah. So it was like like a awake a little bit for me in that sense yeah also for christina but yeah i think it was like the beginning like the end and the beginning of uh, like a new, new stuff stage. yeah it's the new yeah. the yeah because i mean you've been in new york for two years now you know you're you're can you can you call yourselves new yorkers uh, <laughs> well, what's the i know that's a big debate yeah <laughs> i think it's either you're born here or you've lived here for forever like, i am at least six here years and like uh, i like it years. so i don't know do you you don't want to go back to chile no yet not yet no yeah i say no yet because it's yeah, you never know. the possibility yeah you never know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's I, I can imagine it's probably it's probably been a big change music scene wise what what's the biggest difference between chile and new york city i mean that's like almost sounds silly to say because there's no place like new york city but but you say like in the music yeah what's the what's the biggest like, difference in the music scene uh, i think like first like the side of the scene like mm. here is like a jungle is like so many bands are like trying many to venues yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and there like you know everybody and it's very small scene and it's more there are not so many venues like there's good a venues. Hand, like a handful mm. um it's hard to get like good shows like or get the good venue yeah. to get a show in there and you need to you need to build that like network and know people and start to it's like the same here yeah in some way but a little different. bit is yeah different yeah because yeah, because here it's like it <clears throat> if you just want to play somewhere i mean there's going to be a place where you could find some place exactly, to play there's yeah. a lot of venues here but getting into the right shows and the right venues is the hard part you know mm. and that that's where you realize like new york's a really really big city but it's also a very close-knit music scene you know there's only so many people that are really doing music in a significant way in new york and that's that's surprising to me that was one of the first things i learned helping you guys you know start doing more stuff in new york mm. was that like wow like the same guy that books over here is also booking over there and and, and doing this and there's yeah. you know a handful of like you know really good curators and promoters that are really keeping the scene alive you know yeah that's true the other thing that i don't think people realize is the turnover in venues in new york i can't even imagine i can't even fathom how many venues in the last two years have opened and closed since we've started working together yeah you it's know? like changing every, every yeah moment. all the time yeah, they're all, all the time. time and that's and you know I, obviously there's a lot of reasons for that i guess there's you know yeah it's yeah it's a it's a tough city to to stay alive in yeah. you know actually before came here we play like we had three shows in chile mm-hmm. um there are like like there are three cities like big cities in chile that you can they have like uh, a scene like Valparaiso, santiago and concepcion mm-hmm. but you you need to repeat the venue like every month if you wanna yeah play so it's like you play always in the same place yeah that's yeah, yeah it's, and that's definitely not the case here because even no. yeah they they don't want you to play in the same place every <laughs> okay. every month like yeah oh, for sure yeah. yeah and then here's there's like the diy scene which um is ever present and always changing for many reasons yeah um partly because of i think the monster of gentrification and just the fast paced change yeah. on, on the whole in New York city. Well, and that's something I've, I've dug about what you've been doing too, is I feel like Gonzalo, you especially have gotten really involved in the DIY scene here, like from working at silent barn and yeah, you, know, was... you were working at silent barn pretty early when it opened, right? No, no, no. They opened like a long time ago. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I just started to volunteer with them, uh, like almost a year and a half now. Mm, yeah like doing design stuff yeah uh, like little projects with them and um, collaborations and stuff like that booking some shows like for for power dream mostly yeah but yeah a couple of time there yeah i, I would uh, always see a, a facebook post or something and like with artwork from silent barn and i'm like oh i know gonzalo made that like <laughs> it's, you know all your stuff is really unique but there, there's a signature sort of gonzalo <laughs> visual style that i can pick out after seeing so many posters yeah. <laughs> and that's one of the things that actually initially drew me to the band when you first reached out to me was the fact that um i could tell you were really particular and interested in the design and the visual side of the band it wasn't just about the music you know even from like the website to just the colors you use on you know the social media pages or the way you 
mm-hmm. present your pictures. It's all your design. It's your style. You don't just put up random stuff. <laughs> I've, that's something that has always amazed me. And it gives you a very big leg up as a band because you have a, a marriage of design, visuals, and music, you know, that some bands, they'd have to hire a creative director or they'd have to go outside of the band to find somebody who can give it a distinct visual style, but, you know, might not be the one that's also writing the music. I think it makes a really big difference. Yeah, it's been great. And it's all Gonzalo. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I don't do anything. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, it's like great to uh, like mix. For me, it's like a pleasure, like mix design yeah. and, and music yeah. like mostly did you go to school me. for design yeah i went to school for design but for industrial design oh like 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 creating iphones products yeah, <laughs> yeah like furniture and like any kind of products yeah yeah when i moved here i started to explore more like graphic design mm. um do my own stuff like freelance stuff and yeah mostly that that's really cool um I really wish I had been around for your uh, exhibit that you did recently. Um, I don't know if you want to tell the listeners a little bit about that. It was like a kind of a random invitation from Joe that he works in Silent Bar and also in this organization called Clock Tower Radio. Mm-hmm. And they produce like events around uh, arts and music and it's very diverse. Um, and they have a space in Pioneer Works that is like a huge uh, organization. Mm-hmm. and Red Hook and they had this small like gallery they sent me like an open invitation to do whatever what I want yeah whatever you wanted to do yeah um so it was basically a recopilation of like personal work related to like mostly prints and posters that talk about my experience like an immigrant immigrant here mm-hmm. in New York uh mostly like, like um like related to identity and like uh racial stuff um yeah yeah and I, like like a small interactions and like my daily basis like everyday interactions like so, you want to give us an example um <laughs> i have this poster that say gringos don't know how to say hello <laughs> um that's that's from like my experience going like to a I don't know, like everywhere, like to a party and my job, like when you go into a room and you are like approaching to a person, they even, it's like very awkward yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know how to approach, you don't know if say hello with a handshake or like with, I am used to like the Latin American way that it's like a kiss, like a very warm, like hum, handshake or yeah. like a hug, a kiss. Uh, with men's and women, so yeah, it's like yeah, very no, no, natural no. and warm. But that was like the first thing that I experienced, and but it was interesting in some way. Like it was always very awkward, and <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that reflects also. I don't know. It's like I don't know. I did. I didn't know if it was like something of New York or like more general, like in the whole country. But if you think a little bit more and that little action, interaction, it's like what it is. It's like fear is, yeah. it's, I don't know, it's like insecurity. It's like 
it's like microaggressions i don't know can be different things yeah I because mean, like sometimes people even it's like you are invisible like even look at you or something yeah when you are in like a small spaces or something like that like if you go to a party and like an apartment or something uh, are, so there are people that say hello it's very friendly but like the general thing is like awkward and i think there's it also comes from like a place of ignorance at times too because i know like i remember my mom first moved to the u.s like right before i was born so i remember going with her to english classes and stuff where she was learning english and i remember sometimes going to like a store and her talking to somebody and them thinking that she's dumb because she didn't use a word correctly or her she still had a, a stronger accent at that time she's not you know it's just like imagine if you left your you know left america or the u.s i'm sorry because we're not we're not just saying, yeah, yeah the u.s left left the america states it's not a country yeah i know left the states and went to you know china or japan where you didn't speak the language people would probably think you were stupid too because or maybe they would or, or, yeah, or no, maybe, maybe they wouldn't because they're respectful yeah. towards the fact that you don't speak the language, don't know the culture. Yeah. But your English is very good. I got to give okay. you that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? It's uh, all right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I always thought that was interesting growing up with seeing my mom like navigate mm-hmm. life as a, you know, an immigrant to this country. And I always had a lot of respect for the fact that she came here. She learned English. Then she you know, became a citizen. She, that was, she says that besides, you know, my birth and the birth of my brother, that was her proudest day was becoming a U.S. citizen, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like she had to work for that. She had to go to classes and do a lot. She wasn't just born here and suddenly she's, you know, gets all these extra things, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I've always had a lot of respect for somebody that immigrates to any other country, you know, and starts a life in a place that they've never, never lived before. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, um, well, I don't really have that experience. Uh, I'm from right outside of New York City. Okay. It's Westchester. Oh, so. it's everything outside For, of the city yeah, is upstate people, to me. Like New Yorkers <laughs> say it's upstate, but yeah. it's it's literally five minutes away from the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not really upstate. Yeah. I grew up there and then I went to school upstate. And then I moved to New York. And then you moved to Chile? And then I moved to Chile for about five years. And what what prompted that? Um, Well, I studied Spanish at university, and I really love Spanish as a language. So I wanted to go and live in South America, in a country where I could potentially be employed. And that was Chile. they have quite a market for um, English teachers there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of countries do. For sure. Yeah, because everybody's got. You have to learn English, right? Like that's th- the language, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, depending on what your objectives are right. in life, <laughs> yeah. it, yes, it can be really helpful. Um, so, I read that it was easier to find a job there, which it was, and so I went and wanted to live for a year there, but then I stayed longer. Did you stay longer because of him? I mean, I did meet him, yes, within like three months of moving there. Really? Yeah. That soon? Mm-hmm. Was it love at first sight? <laughs> <laughs> we met very drunk. <laughs> In a party. It was a show, actually. Yeah, I think I asked you for a cigarette. Yeah, that's how it starts, yes, man. That's yeah. how it starts. That's we were smoking inside. 
<laughs> yes. Actually, we also like the last year. Yeah, you can smoke mm-hmm. like inside of oh, right. bars and stuff. Yeah, yeah that was fun. <laughs> and we um, start to yeah, then to we hang out to hang out. Yes. Yeah. And the rest is history. And at, at one point, did you start like writing music together? Hmm. I think maybe like a year and a half, or maybe two years later, even. Kind of not so long ago at all. Uh, we started. <laughs> yeah, like we four, started like four years ago. No, we started to live together like after six, eight months or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we share an apartment with uh, two friends mm. that is still they used they still were in in college. So it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and we start to make like a folk song. So like. Like we have a like a little melodica, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And like a acoustic guitar, and we made. I remember we made like three songs or something like that. Like the first three songs. And one of those was like a Russell's for Arms. Really? <laughs> yeah, mm. that we include in, in the first EP. Is that why you love that song so much? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the first. Yeah, ones. actually, also because it was a time that I was like with this friend that's. I was living with these friends that they were like, like, childhood, like childhood friends. friends. Um, and one of them like died like after two years. So oh, I have sorry. a lot of memories about those songs because he loved those songs. We play like in parties, so yeah, stuff like that. So like, that's cool. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was one that he really liked in particular. Yeah, I remember. Mm. I remember the song that. Mm. We should we yeah, should record that. Maybe someday. Yeah. Do you guys know it? Like, could you just play it? Is that a <laughs> thing that could happen? Mm. Like, what? How's that? What's it called? Remember? When is petals? <gasps> Roses for arms. Yeah, petals. Another one. Petals. No, I don't remember. No. So I, if I miss around, <laughs> some good lyrics in that one. Yeah. After like <laughs> thirty minutes or something. Kiki, you write all the lyrics, right? Yes. Yeah. You're the sole lyricist. Gonzalo never chimes in with. Well, sometimes it's more like um, I'm more like a translator um, because Gonzalo often comes up with a melody and he's sort of humming, uh, singing words that aren't exactly real English words, but they sort of sound like some words in english uh, so i mean sort of like humming but it kind of sounds like english and those and I can, mumblings yeah <laughs> so she yeah, i'm so interpreting you're interpreting his, the mumbling the mumbling mm, that's yeah. tough yeah that often happens yeah how come you don't have any songs in spanish um we've talked about that quite a few times um i would really like to do one but we talked about doing a couple of covers in spanish yeah yeah yeah, we also can do something. Um, Violeta Parra. Violeta Parra, yeah. Was that the, the, fl- the, the uh, Chilean folk singer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, you were just telling us. About um, what else were you we asking? We were talking about um, Suavemente. Suavemente. The other Dude, night. yes. Elvis Crespo. Yes. Oh, that'd song. be so good. Suavemente. <laughs> that'd be really. Good. Oh, please do. That. Actually, play he, that tomorrow, please. He's from. He's from Queens. He grew up in Elvis Queens. Elvis Crespo's from yeah, Queens. With a family what? from Puerto Rico. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's amazing. Damn, we should hang out with Elvis Crespo. Mm-hmm. Actually, we're going to play that song. 
You're gonna play it tomorrow for real? No, not tomorrow. No. Oh, but soon. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. I cannot wait for that. It'll be so cool. The new album is coming out this year. We think. We think. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what's what's cool is you know there's no rush. Like I, you're. I feel like people are still discovering and going through the songs that you have. You know, so there's time. Uh. Yeah, but like we are talking like we put a goal. We don't we we have been very patient with time and but we want to finish this like soon. Yeah. And like put out because already we are thinking like a new and writing new songs. Yeah, great. So I'm excited for for like the rest of the world to hear it, you know, because mm-hmm. we've been hearing, you know, demos and yeah, yeah. and like scratch sessions and stuff for like for for so long that, oh man, it's gonna be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm I am excited. excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to hear it. And then after that, what we're gonna hit up uh, Spain and Mexico City and we all was, <laughs> was, yeah, we we want to play a lot, um, go and tour the most possible yeah mm-hmm. yep yeah and i say those to like mexico and spain in particular because that's where a lot of your listens come from yeah, on spotify is from those two countries which is really interesting you were on a really cool spotify playlist a uh, spanish spotify playlist called uh diarios de bicicletas hmm. you remember that uh, yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know if you're still on that but playlist that was or not. from spain that was from i'm pretty sure that was from spain okay i might be wrong on that spotify if you listen to this or correct Mexico, me yeah. email me <laughs> but yeah it, oh, it might have been mexican playlist but either way you know maybe that's maybe that was it yeah it's but, amazing how yeah. it's amazing how powerful those spotify playlists can be because you were also a uh, jungle was on undercurrents um oh, for the great. longest time and that's like to me, like, you know, Undercurrents, whoever curates that, the bands that are on that list end up, like, blowing up shortly after, you know? So, you know, you never know. So, uh, I feel I feel a little bad springing this on you. We probably should have brought it up to them sooner. But we were talking about, because, you know, the theme song to this podcast is Queen of Hearts by you, by mm-hmm. Parrot Dream. We were wondering if you wanted to, if you wanted to do a little performance of that song for us to close out this episode whoa so just Man. like acoustic yeah yeah just us here we're hanging out like i'd, I'd love I to hear to remember that. yeah to we remember. would need to um where's, yeah practice my for like five minutes <laughs> okay that's fine